Hi, welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope you enjoy it. I wonder if you have ever been sent somewhere. I suspect Coventry, looking at you lot, would be quite a popular destination. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely in... Why did you not laugh? I'm in awe of this, this guy here. He stood up and did a, a stand-up comedy sketch. You've got a bit of training, a bit of practice. But genuinely, I think that is just awesome. We should give him a... He's going to do some, aren't you, for us? No. Uh, we should give him a round of applause. <laughs> it was filthy. He can't do it in this audience. Um, I'd love to be a, a stand-up comedian. Sadly, you've got jokes like that I just gave you. Um, the story is told of a donkey that was filled with self-importance. He had it all over the other donkeys. He was very well taken care of by his humans and that made him feel all the more special. He was so full of pride, he got called in for all these special assignments. He was strong and he could carry a lot. He also knew how to give a really comfortable ride to his passengers. Uh, he was not surprised to give a ride to a person going into the capital city one day, but he was surprised at what a wonderful greeting he was given by the crowds. So the people were laying down palm branches and their own cloaks on the ground before him and shouting, praise him, praise him. Wow, thought the donkey, I am really something. People are really appreciating all that I'm doing, that's for sure. Well, of course, those of you who know your Bibles will know that the celebration was not for him. It wasn't about him, it had nothing to do with him. He was carrying Jesus. He was simply carrying the message. And as a church, it's not about us. It's not about the donkey. It's all about Jesus. And yes, I did just compare you all to a donkey. See, we are sent as carriers of Jesus. We are sent as carriers of Jesus. Our job is to keep taking Jesus places. Each of us, every single one of us in this room, is a missionary. Um, the guy who wrote this book, Mission Shaped Grace, John McGinley, so he's coming here next week. And uh, I'd love you to come. It's only going to be able to do the morning, so if you can make it next Sunday morning. And it was because I read this book during last summer. I got it from a Christian conference. Read it over summer, and I said, to, and I was so challenged by the book. And I said to Ro, here, stupidly, you have a read of this book. See how much I've been challenged. Look, we're ending up doing this incredible project uh, of, uh, you know, transforming Sunbury feeding 5,000 people. So uh, it's a dangerous book to read. He'll have, he's already told me he's going to have some special copies next week at cheap discounted rates for you to take away. So do come along um, Sunday morning. It was another book by uh, Rick Warren that inspired me kind of just to bring this sermon series together uh, about purpose-driven church. And we've had a look at five, well, we've had a look at four purposes. And uh, hopefully there's a slide. Can you see that? So we've had a look at some of the functions, the purposes of a church. What, was, what did you choose to say it was, Stuart? Not purposes of church? No, he wasn't listening. I caught him out. Uh, 
uh, function of uh, worship, a purpose for worship, we were planned for God's pleasure. And that was, um, Stuart talked to us, if you can remember, about the, the cardboard boxes and actually how we can build all these idols and this separation between us and God who we were made to worship. Uh, I talked to about, I think I talked to you about fellowship and how it was to be that we were created to be in God's family. And we were created in God's family to have all those sorts of people that we don't normally associate with. And that's part of being in church. Uh, Afi came and talked to us a little bit about discipleship, that we were created to be followers of Jesus, to be students of his. And what a privilege it was in those days to be called by the rabbi, by these kids who had, most of the, like, people had given up on them actually being able to do anything in terms of following a rabbi. They were going to be fishermen or carpenters or whatever. And then for this rabbi to come along, that's why they dropped everything, because it was a privilege to be called uh, a disciple, a student of his. And here we are just talking a little bit about mission. You were made, made for a mission. How exciting is that? Yes, Ron. Now, do any of you know any Arabic proverbs? No. How, have you ever heard of this one? One who doesn't know the falcon grills it. No? No, heard that one. So a rich man was determined to give his mother a birthday present that would outshine all the others. He read of a bird that had a vocabulary of 4,000 words, could speak in numerous languages, and sing three operatic areas. He immediately bought the bird for 50,000, had it delivered to his mother. The next day, he phoned to see if she had received the bird. What did you think of the bird, he asked, and she replied, it was delicious. <laughs> what grade would I get? What, would I have got a rotten tomato at that point? <laughs> Something softer. Uh, if you don't know the purpose, if you don't understand it, it's a problem. You've got to know your purpose. So important to know what the purpose of a thing is. Like this mic has a purpose. And many of you are wishing the mic didn't actually do its purpose and amplify my voice right at the moment. But the Bible, the guitar, the drums, the PA system... Everything, the chairs, the lights, has got a specific purpose. And I think for us as Christians, sometimes when it comes to us explaining our purpose, what's our purpose, I think we struggle sometimes. I think we find that difficult. And many of you will be able to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, because you've heard it spoken over you many times. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. A plan not to do you any harm, but a plan for good. But do you know what God's specific purpose is for you? I wrote this down. Without purpose, one tends to get lost faster. I thought I'd gone all posh. One tends to get lost faster without purpose. And uh, there's a quote from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice asked the Cheshire cat, would you please tell me which way I ought to go from here? And the cat says, well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. And Alice replies, well, I don't care where. Then the cat said, well, then it doesn't matter which way you go. Knowing the value of what we have and the purpose of why we have it gives us a clear direction. So that's why we're doing this series, Purposes of Church. What's the purpose of being a Christian? so that you can value it and know which direction that you're heading in. So this evening, we're going to talk a little bit about the purpose of mission. 
Can somebody read me Matthew 28? 16 to 20. Somebody read that out for me. Nadine, this is normally where you come in handy because you've got a bright light on your tablet. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The Great Commission, quite right. Is the mission fulfilled? The Great Commission. Is the mission fulfilled? No. Okay. So, imagine this is a letter from Jesus to the church. So we hear this, dear church, this is my commission to you. In fact, you might even call it a great commission. You are to go to all people everywhere and call them to become my disciples. You are to baptize them and teach them to obey all I have commanded you. Don't forget, I will be with you always to help you, even to the end of the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you because I love you. Please don't forsake me with all my love, Jesus Christ. And then we would respond to that with this letter back. Dear Jesus Christ, we acknowledge the receipt of your recent communication. Your proposal is both interesting and challenging. However, due to a shortage of personnel, as well as several other financial, personal and security considerations, we do not feel that we can give proper emphasis to your challenge at this time. We hope you understand the place we live in and the timing of your commission are incongruent. However, a committee has been appointed to study the feasibility of the plan. We should have a report to bring to our congregation sometime in the future. You may rest assured that we will give this our careful consideration and our PCC will be praying for you and your efforts to find additional disciples. We do appreciate your offer to serve as a resource person and should we decide to undertake this project at some point in the future, we'll get back to you quarterly, the Christians. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Call it intuition. Not women's intuition, obviously. Just intuition. But I think in this church, gathered right now, there are a few people who are called to be disciples and who are called to make disciples. And if that's your purpose, if that's one of your callings, and that comes directly from God incarnate, what are you going to do when he calls you into that mission? Are you going to respond like that letter? What are you going to do when God calls you to your purpose, to your mission? Are you actually going to say no to God? I've shared with you before, I never wanted to become a vicar. I'm still not sure I actually want to become a vicar. But it is seem to be something of the purpose that God has for me. In John 17, 18, the message version, it says, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. It's Jesus talking about his disciples, talking to his father about his disciples. God is at work in the world and he wants you to join him. In fact, he wants to send you. And that assignment is your mission, your purpose. So where are you during the week? Because we're here, right? And most people in this room would probably claim to be 
part of the Christian fraternity. So where are you during the rest of the week? Monday through to Saturday. Who is it that you live with? Who do you work with? Who do you party with? That's your mission. That's your mission field. And I know many of you uh, are out doing things like uh, bus driving or teaching or Formula One mechanics or HR personnel and many other things. Many of you are retired. Many of you are studying. And I want you to be the best you can possibly be at that. And I know you want to be the best creative design person that you can be. But that isn't your primary calling. Your primary calling to be a, is to be sent by Jesus into the world. To carry him where you go, where you are Monday through Saturday. That is your mission. Now, our English word mission comes from a Latin word, missio, meaning sending. And Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. It would seem as though our God is a sending God. And Jesus clearly understood the mission that he'd been given. At 12 years of age, he says, I must be about my father's business. At 12 years of age, I must be about my father's business. 21 years later, dying on the cross, these words, it is finished. I have been about my father's business and I have completed my father's business. Wonderful bookends, framing a well-lived, purpose-driven life. And I wonder whether we're going to be able to, whether we're able to now and whether when we get to the end of our life, we will be able to say, I was about my father's business. I completed the mission that God my father gave me to complete here on earth. And there are a number of reasons to finish with why I want you to take this mission seriously. Uh, your mission, should you choose to accept it, Number one, your mission is mandatory. For 32 years, we never met a Christian, Ro and I, on our walk on this earth. Your mission is mandatory. You might be the only Christian that your person, your colleague, your friend, your family member ever comes across. Your mission is mandatory, not optional your mission to be Jesus and to share Jesus with them is mandatory. Your mission is a great privilege. Say to your neighbor, your mission is a great privilege. You know what I said back in the day when they were called by Jesus, they knew the importance of being called by the rabbi, by the teacher, to be the disciple, to be a student. Have, has that sunk in yet? Has it sunk in that God has actually called you by name to be his disciple? I hope it has. And it's a great, it's a great privilege. Paul says we are co-laborers. We are workers together with God. We're partnering with God Almighty in a co-mission. Number three, anyone tired of the theme tune now? 
No, you like it. Keep it going. Uh, yeah, keep it going. Uh, your mission is the greatest thing you can do for someone. If your neighbor had a great illness and you had life-saving information, it would be criminal to withhold it from them and you wouldn't do it. You would tell them. You would share it with them. Sometimes we forget that we have the greatest news, the good news that there is on this earth to share. Sometimes we can forget that we have that. And so that mission to take Jesus, to be Jesus, is the greatest thing that you can do for someone. Number four, your mission has eternal significance. When I used to work for W.H. Smith, people would get in a bit of a flap. And as the leader, I would say, look, it's not life or death. Chill out. You know what? It doesn't matter. I can't say that anymore. Because the job that I do has eternal consequences, eternal significance. This is what we do is life or death has eternal significance. All of us must carry out the tasks assigned by the one who sent us. The clock is ticking down on your life mission. Number five, your mission gives your life meaning. Famous guy once said, the best use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts it. The truth is only the kingdom of God will exist when you pass away. When everything else is gone, only the kingdom of God will exist. The new Jerusalem, the new heaven and earth that Evan was preaching about this morning. Paul said, my life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about God's wonderful kindness and love. Knowing that, why would you give anything else a higher priority? And completing your mission will bring glory to God. The night before he was crucified, Jesus reported to his father, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Will you be able to say that? Will you be able to say that you completed the work you were sent here to do? Okay, I'm always conscious. Oh, that's where I put my Bible down earlier. (laughs) Sometimes consciously, uh, I feel like I'm kind of beating you all with a stick, and I don't want it to feel like I'm beating you with a stick. So uh, here's a bit of a carrot. Um, Jesus said, more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all else will be added to you. The secret of being blessed by God is to participate in his agenda in the world, to be part of what he is accomplishing here on earth. So instead of praying, I challenge you to say, God, help me to do what you're blessing. Instead of saying, God, bless what I want to do, pray, God, help me to do what you want me to do. Help me to do what you're blessing. Each morning, pray these words. Father, I know you're going to do some amazing things in the world today, and I'd like the privilege of being involved in them. David prayed. Turn me away from wanting any other plan than yours. And I think, like your mission, you may well have been on it, but your mission can begin tonight again, afresh. All you need to say is yes. 
use me. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk